Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the Texas Outlaw Running Talk Show. This is your host, Briston Rains. I'm the founder, owner, and Texas Division Race Director here at Texas Outlaw Running. This episode you're about to listen to is known as Shooting the Bull. Shooting the Bull episodes release every Monday and we shoot the bull about running, fitness, and life itself. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a rating. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy this show of us shooting the bull. Boom. Good morning, Asher. How you doing, Dude. man? What's up, man? Dude, ready to take on the day. Uh, we record these really early in the morning. So for those of you listening, we just kind of woke up. Well, at least I did. Asher might have been up grinding already. But um, good morning to you, Asher. And good morning to anyone listening in the morning. Good afternoon listening to, for anyone listening in the afternoon. So I realized that uh, last semester... It was my first time as really being like the true team captain of our cross country team. And this is something I wanted to talk about because I, I messed up and I feel like not only can I learn from my mistakes, but you can learn from my mistakes, Asher. And anyone listening to this can learn from my mistakes too, whether they're, uh, whether whoever's listening, if you're a coach, if you're in some type of leadership position in business, if you're a person that has influence and you have to tell people what to do and when to do it, you could probably learn from this. But going into my first year as a team captain on the cross-country team here at Southern Arkansas University, I uh, my goal was to serve them, and it still is. I'm still a team captain. But my goal from right off the bat was to serve them. And as weeks kind of months went on, I noticed that there was stuff going on that I wasn't aware of. And this ended up in miscommunications, which if you know, if you've ever taken any marriage counseling, the number one thing you can mess up on is not communicating with your spouse. Um, And it goes the same way with leadership. There was no communication because simply because I married my wife and so I was living with her. I wasn't living in the dorms with them anymore. And so I wasn't intertwined on a daily basis, on an hourly basis with what was going on. And so within their group, although they had a leader that wasn't there that they couldn't talk to just right off the bat, they could have called me. There's things they could have done, but I'm not going to blame them, put that on them. I can't put it on myself either um, because I got married. And I'm not going to apologize for that. (laughs) Uh, So anyways, I was just not in tune. They ended up having some other guy be their leader. They elected him as team captain. Uh, I got kind of pushed to the side, out of the picture. And now I'm just kind of out of the picture of the team. And I failed as a team captain. But I think there's some things that, that I learned that I could take away from this. And I was thinking about this on my run yesterday. Um, and number one, I failed as a leader because I wasn't intertwined with my team. I wasn't there. I didn't live with them. I didn't live in the same dorms as them. I didn't eat with them because I was always with my wife or doing other things that a married man's got to do. You know, working on the business, working on schoolwork, you know, keeping the GPA up, stuff like that. But there was also a difference in culture and values as well. 
And that's something that you got to watch out for is if you're in an organization to where the people under you have different cultures and values, have a different culture and value than you do. Y'all aren't going to mesh well. It'll work better if you're with them, like in the dirt with them. So however you're leading in whatever way, if you're in the dirt with them on a daily basis, I think that's the biggest thing. But I think the second thing is like culture and values. And if you just, if you don't clash and mesh, it's not going to work. All these guys, they, they go drinking, they go doing all kinds of stuff. I don't do that. I don't, I don't do that. I care about, you know, my performance and running. Um, and then the culture aspect of it, my perspective on running is a lot different than theirs. You know, their perspective is get as fast as possible, um, have a fun, good time in college and on the team, blah, blah, blah. Which my perspective is, yeah, have fun uh, or get as fast as you can, but have fun while running. Like I'm going to take my easy days easy. I'm going to go slow on my mileage days because that's my culture of running. That's just part of it. And so those are just some of the mistakes that I noticed. I, we didn't share culture. We didn't share values and I wasn't in the dirt with them. And so then I wasn't able to lead because I wasn't there and that's no one's fault, but that's something that I just picked up on and realized because I've been wondering like, what did I do wrong? I failed obviously. I felt as a team captain, what did I do wrong? And that's what I did wrong. And then even whenever I had Asher, you Asher, whenever I had you um, doing some race directing or just whatever it may be, something I learned after because he told me was I micromanaged you. I was in every single detail. I didn't just let you do what you needed to do. That was my fault. And I learned because I read this book by the CEO of Hobby Lobby recently. He's a really cool guy, even though Hobby Lobby might sound, seem like a, you know, a boring store. He had some really good uh, advice, but he's like, let your people do what they do. And so for anyone that's in a leadership position, I hope that this can help you uh, and that you can take away from it. So do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, I think it just, it's, it's important for a leader to be able to, you know, look back on what he's done and, um, you know, make changes based upon his mistakes. And then, you know, the fact that you can own up to your mistakes is very important because a lot of leaders don't, uh, don't have the humility. Um, and that's where pride comes in. You know, as a leader, we're given this position and, you know, we, we see ourselves sometimes a step above, you know, the people in our organization or, you know, in your case, you're the team captain. So you're runners. Um, when that's not really the case, you still need to, you still need to exist on the same plane. Like you said, you need to be in the dirt with them, but you also have to lead by example. And so it's a hard, it's a hard line to ride, but that's why, you know, not everybody's a leader and, um, you know, not everybody's going to be given, uh, team captain of a cross country team or the CEO of business or whatever. So good, bro. Uh, and the cool thing about the whole thing though, is I was given that position, not because of my performance, but because of my character. Yeah. And so I would say it's not because of your performance or how good you are at something that you're going to get a position. Right. You know, like my coach looked at my 
characteristics, my external qualities. So um, just want to throw that tidbit in there. So, yeah. Just because you're really good at something doesn't mean you're always going to get leveled up in it. So, yep. Anyways, though, um, real quick, man. So I wanted to throw this tidbit in there. So we had some questions from Instagram. Some people rolled in. So I really do appreciate everybody that does answer these on our Texas Outlaw Running Instagram. And I'm just going to pick one of them and we're going to go from there. And this is something I, I want to talk about. Um, so David Franco, he asked, why did the guy get disqualified from the East Texas race last year? Ooh, so, yeah, we had an incident last year. There was a guy, he got disqualified from the East Texas Ultra. During the race, um, he was coming in at odd times. Well, they were manageable, but people were coming in behind him saying that um, they don't know how they got, he got in front of them and how they, they've seen him stop to the side because we have this out and back section that people have to run, but we didn't have anybody down there checking, which boom, learn that we were fixing that next year. We're going to have somebody down there checking times, but we didn't have anybody checking the out and back. And so, because we figured there's going to be literally hundreds of runners over over a hundred runners running through the course that if someone were to cut, they would notice. And that is, that is what happened, unfortunately. Um, so we noticed, so people were giving us reports that this guy was, um, something didn't seem right and that he shouldn't have been finishing that fast and in front of them. And I want to say he won the 50 K. Yeah. I want to say he won ended up winning and this guy had been back. He came back the year before he came back last year. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to look into this. So I think a week or two, maybe a few weeks goes by after the race. And, um, I'm, I get emails and we're doing the Texas trial runner series. And this guy had gotten points and there's money involved and it just if he did cheat, that wouldn't be fair that he was in the rankings. And so I had obviously I had to go a lot deeper into this. I checked his splits. I reached out to uh, eyewitnesses, people that said, yeah, um, I saw him standing by this place where you can cut it and waiting for people to go by. Um, it was like he was waiting for people to go by. And so what I gathered, I can't remember the, how I got the exact conclusion, but from what I gathered, though, he was stopped, yet the times he was running would have meant he had to run the whole time. So those weren't adding up, and so we ended up having to disqualify his time because we found out that his time was illegitimate and that he didn't run the full thing. He was cutting loops. And then I emailed him, never got a response back, but letting him know what happened. And um, so that is why he got disqualified. And so it's sad, but I mean, that happens. And that's the first time I've seen it happen in trail running. And I did not expect it to happen at our little East Texas race. So, yeah. Uh, but I mean, we're going to fix that issue next year. We won't have a time checker at the out and back. So Sweet. Yeah, I guess uh, all evidence pointed to the fact that, you know, something had gone astray and that um 
you know, something was up. And I think the fact that you reached out to him and then there was no response or defense is probably just the icing on the cake. You know, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, he didn't have any watch, no Strava, no, nothing. Yeah. So, I mean, no. But man, that's uh, just during that time, you know, race directing, that was a, that was a time, man. That was when me and you were like almost in a way living on the road for three weeks because we had three back to back to back races yep. and we pulled it off, dude. Like each weekend we had a race and we got it like that again this year, but this year it's going to be a little better because one of them is your races. And yep. so, um, but yeah, we had Chupacabra, uh, super hot race out in the desert and the next week, you know, we're in the freaking pine trees of East Texas and it was a lot of tent camping. We, and, um, the next week Asher put on his first race in Arkansas, little rock. Yep. And so we helped out with that, but, um, yeah, man, that was a good time looking back. I mean, we were literally just kind of on the road for three, three weeks straight. It was the best of times. Yeah, um, I was actually thinking about that just now. Um, I plan on, and I would like to plan on doing all three of those again. And I know you wouldn't be doing the Little Rock one, but yeah, that's that's a grind. Um, going back to back to back. Yeah, yeah. It's a grind. Hey, it's a good time though. You know, like I feel like race directing is. Uh, I don't know. It's fun to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's hard to work, but it's fun. So, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, overall, um, 2022 was a good year. Um, I learned a lot from a business perspective, things to grow on because as a company grows, things get crazier. And so I've learned how to manage better. Just a lot of stuff, man. Like running the business is not easy, dude. There's so much like bookkeeping you got to do with all these like different charges and organizing them and it's uh, and then all the tax stuff it's kind of ridiculous man yeah but i mean that's the hard part and then i guess logistics getting volunteers so that's other hard stuff but yeah man well glad you're able to do it and uh glad you're late able to continually learn um like i said earlier that's that's important so oh yeah Yep. Um, and real quick, before we uh, get off, I did want to answer one more question from the Instagram questions that we got because I thought this was a good question. Um, so Philip asked, he said, if you could have any have dinner with any runner, past or present, who would it be? I'll let you go first on that, Asher. Uh, that's a really good question. I mean, I think there are so many quality runners that uh, it would just be awesome to have a dinner with. Um, I would say probably just because he seems like such a down-to-earth guy, but then he's the world record holder in the marathon, Elliot Kipchoge. Elliot <laughs> Kipchoge. <laughs> he would be such a cool guy just to sit down, have a conversation with. Um, yeah, that would be mine. Cool, man. Yeah, um, I think mine would be Philip. So it'd be you, Philip. Uh, I'd be down <laughs> to sit down and just talk with you, man. Eat some dinner, have a good time. So 
that's my answer for that one. <laughs> but um, anyways, yeah, man, I do want to add that before we hop off, um, we just got a few things left on our store, on our tech seller running store. So it's 50% off. We're just trying to get the stuff out so that way we can get new inventory. And so if you want to take advantage of it, get some good deals on some running gear, some running hats or beanies, y'all can hop on the deal. Um, before we hop off, you got anything else you want to add, Asher? Uh, happy New Year, y'all. Get out there. Keep on running if you made New New Year's resolutions. And uh, we'll hope to see you at some races this summer. Oh, yeah. Yep. We got a full calendar coming up 2023. Y'all check it out. And we'll see y'all next Monday on the okay. Shooting the Bull episode so y'all stay tuned to that um yeah have a good one keep running you gonna say your happy trails ashley happy trails <laughs> there you go all righty we'll see y'all